Grace, mercy, and peace are yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we dive into this sermon series over the next six weeks called Cross Peace, we, we understand that we cannot have peace apart from God. And we cannot have peace apart from the cross of Jesus. And so as we go through these each individual pieces that will be attached to the cross, we'll see how each one of those things leads us closer to the peace that only Jesus can bring. Tonight we'll see that through the call of a rooster, the crow of a rooster for Peter. All right, I have some questions for you tonight. I don't know if you're like me when it comes to the notifications or alerts that you have on your phone. So, so who are the people that are a little bit like me? I think I'm like this most days, that you cannot really rest until all of those red little numbers are gone. Raise your hand if you're one of those people. Okay, thank you. Thank you for joining with me. Who are my people who could care less how many numbers are on there? You can just ignore them completely. Okay, we got a bunch of those too, right? And at some point, I suppose you could say you, you kind of have to deal with it, right? Those alerts, those notifications that you get on the phone are just a way to kind of tell you that there's something that needs to be taken care of. You have to answer the email. You have to respond to the text, right? Maybe if there's a voicemail that somebody leaves you, you have to finally listen to it and see if it's something that you have to respond to or not. And I thought about that tonight when I thought about how God gives us alerts or notifications. And if you just kind of keep that picture in mind, it's really what Jesus was doing when he made a prophecy to Peter. When he told Peter that before the rooster crowed, Peter would deny him. He would disown him three times. It was the call of the rooster that brought Jesus' words back to Peter and led him ultimately to repentance. And so tonight, that's what our cross piece is going to focus on, the call of the rooster. And that rooster crow is a call for us to remember. It's a call, first of all, to remember our sin. But then even more, it's a call to remember our Savior. Our sermon tonight is based on words from Luke chapter 22, verses 54 to 62. As we go through the sermon, we'll read little parts of the, that, that text. So we'll start in verses 54 to 56. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance, and when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. You probably recognize where we're at in Jesus' passion history. We are in the nighttime of Monday, Thursday. Jesus has just shared the last meal with his disciples. He's gone into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And now Judas has led a band of people to arrest Jesus. And that's right where we pick the story up. Jesus has been arrested. Just moments before this, Peter had said to Jesus, made him a promise. He said to Jesus, even if everybody else falls away from you, I never will. And when Jesus questioned him, Peter even went one step further. He says, even if I have to die with you, Lord, I will never disown you. Those words didn't age too well from Peter. And when Jesus was arrested, all of the disciples scattered, including Peter. They abandoned Jesus and ran away in fear. Maybe it didn't quite dawn on Peter just yet that he had already 
not lived up to the promise that he had made to Jesus. But temptation followed him all the way to the courtyard of the high priest's home where a fire was there for him to warm himself and he sat down by the fire to watch what was going to happen to Jesus. And immediately, it seems, he was recognized. It's a little servant girl who looks at Peter and says, this man was with him. Peter was exposed as a follower of Jesus. I thought about that phrase a little bit this week. This man was with Jesus. And I wondered about myself, and and maybe you can think about this for yourself too. Would that be said about you? In your classes, at your workplace, when you're hanging out with friends in your apartment or dorm, this person is with Jesus. If I'm honest with you, I can think of many times in my life when I didn't let my light shine, when I didn't stand out and stand up for Jesus, when maybe like Peter, my fears got the better of me and and I wondered if maybe people would mock me, maybe they would say bad things about me, maybe they would think about me completely differently. And so I understand, and I think you do too, understand what Peter's going through as he sits by this fire and is accused of being with Jesus. Maybe that's a lesson we can learn from this story tonight, that that Jesus is always with us, that he always is standing by our side, working through our words to bring others to faith in him. Peter didn't trust that. Look at his reaction. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you are also one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you are talking about. It didn't take much for Peter to feel the fright of what could have happened to him. And he is in denial of who Jesus is. Not once, not twice, But three times, Peter caved to the pressure that those around him were putting on him. You're one of them. You were with him. And each time, Peter said, no, no, I wasn't. Three times, just as Jesus had said. Do you wonder if it ever dawned on Peter that he was doing exactly what Jesus prophesied that he would do? That three times he would say that he didn't know Jesus, that he would disown him? How could he be so unaware of what he was doing and what he was saying? Because it certainly seems like it takes a rooster crow to call him back to repentance. But then I think, isn't that true of us too? How easy is it it for us to make excuses for our sin, to think that it's no big deal, to not really understand what we're doing in the moment and only maybe later looking back and saying to ourselves, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? And that's exactly what's happening to Peter here. I love the fact that this event is actually recorded in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, here in Luke, and then in John, because we get some extra details in some of those other Gospels. One thing we're told is that his accent gave him away. Luke just says he was a Galilean. 
So it got me to thinking, and maybe I need to ask you, so raise your hands, if you are a lifelong Midwesterner, raise your hand. Okay, that's most of us. I'm sure there are some here that probably can recognize that even though we don't think so, people from the Midwest certainly have an accent. When I've lived away from Wisconsin, I always got accused of being from Canada because of the way I spoke, right? And, and we know what accents are like. You, you can kind of figure out where somebody is, where they're from, and that's what happened to Peter. But then he goes one step further, and both Matthew and Mark record for us that Peter actually called down curses as he was denying Jesus. In other words, he's actually taking God's name in vain as he's denying the very Savior that he said he would never disown. It's kind of amazing to think about that. All of that bravado that Peter had demonstrated, all of the certainty that he professed to Jesus, I never, not me, I'll die, Lord, before I do anything to disown you, it was gone. Peter crumbled under the weight of a few comments. You were one of them. Again, I feel Peter's pain. I can think of numerous times in my life, and I'm sure you can too, when I crumbled under the weight of temptation. When the guilt of sin later came back to say, again, what were you doing? Why did you not give in to that sin again? But though Peter crumbled and we crumble, Jesus didn't. Take a look at the last few verses. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Immediately, the rooster crowed. As soon as Peter's last denial was out of his mouth, he heard the rooster call. It brought back to Peter everything that he had said. All the promises that he had made to Jesus that had now gone by the wayside. And then Jesus turned and looked straight at Peter. We're not told exactly how that happened. Was Jesus being moved from one place in the house to the, another? We don't know. But somehow he was able to see Peter and look directly at him. All of that led Peter to, to recall what Jesus had said, to recognize that he had failed. Everything that he said he was going to do didn't happen. And in bitterness of soul, Peter went outside and wept. Peter had the proper reaction though, didn't he? A reaction of repentance, a recognition of his sin. And it's not usually rooster calls, is it, for you and for me? But isn't God trying to get my attention tonight too? By showing the story about Peter, he's trying to get me to pay attention and to say to myself and you to yourself, what is it that's a part of my life? that it's time to work to get rid of? What is it that's keeping me from confessing Jesus freely? What is it that's standing between me and my God? And it might not be a rooster call, but maybe it's hearing the word or reading the word of God. Maybe it's a conscience that tells you you're on the wrong path. Maybe it's a good friend or a relative who tells you, be careful. God uses those things as our rooster calls. And just like Peter paid attention to that rooster call, we too will do well to listen to what people are saying to us, to what God is saying to us, and remember to take our sins to him 
to repent of those sins, to be aware, have an awareness that we do fall far short of God's glory. But then the Jesus who looked straight at Peter, that's the Jesus you get to look to. That's the Jesus I get to look to. He was in the beginning stages of the final leg of his journey to the cross. And in just a few short hours, Jesus was going to say for you and me to hear, it is finished, that every sin is paid in full. Jesus wants you and me to look to him and rejoice that he went to a cross for us, that he left a grave so that we can be assured that our sins are gone forever. If you'd like to take one home with you today, there are some crosses just outside the door to my right. You're welcome to take one of these with you tonight. And in a little box, there are little roosters. And maybe this rooster can just remind you of, of Peter's repentance, of God's call to you to make sure that we're one with him. But then I thought as I looked at these two things, the rooster's pretty small and the cross is really big in comparison. That's the cross of Jesus that looms over your life. This is the cross that you can look to every single day to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your sins are forgiven now and forever and rejoice in the Savior that is yours. A couple things to take away from our devotion tonight. Number one, like the rooster's crow, for Peter, we remember our sin and a need for a Savior. The Apostle John in his first epistle wrote it this way, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Then number two, Jesus looks on us with love and we remember he went to the cross for each of us. Just a couple verses later, John says this, He, Jesus, is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. I wish we had pictures in the Bible. Maybe you wish the same thing from time to time because I would love to see what Jesus' expression on his face actually looked like when he turned and looked directly at Peter. The Bible doesn't tell us. We're, we don't know. But we know what sent Jesus to the cross. It was love. Love not just for Peter but for each of us as well. So I think it's fair for us to say that, that Peter's look to Jesus, or that Jesus' look to Peter was a look of concern for Peter trusting in himself rather than Jesus. But I think there was some love, some compassion from Jesus too. A reminder to Peter that this is the whole reason Jesus was here. And we know what Jesus whispers to us too as we look to him. He looks on us with love and says, I've already paid for all of your sins. Your place in heaven is secure with me. Live your lives in light of that love. Whatever our rooster call is, whatever alerts and notifications God gives us in our spiritual lives, those are calls to remember our sin. But what Jesus wants is for those things to drive us to the cross. And that's where we remember our Savior. And that, above all else, is the call for us to remember. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, once again we marvel at the love that you have demonstrated to us. Even though we need those warnings from your word, we need to hear that, that we have a deep need for a Savior. You give us that Savior in Jesus. You've provided for us everything that we need as you have given us the forgiveness of sins and life eternal through him. 
Help us, Lord, to hear your warnings, to repent of our sins, but then to know that those sins are gone beyond a shadow of a doubt because Jesus paid for them all. Strengthen us through this Lenten journey. Help the peace that you give us on the cross to rule our hearts and lives as you guide us to the joy of heaven with you forever. Will you please also join with me in praying Luther's evening prayer. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day. Forgive me all my sins and graciously keep me this night. Into your hands I commend my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen.